there are some people, uh, and again, I'm using that word Christian loosely because they're, you know, it, it appears that they're not actually believers. It seems like they receive Christ with joy at the very beginning. Like it seems like they have a personal revelatory moment with the blood of Christ. But as life moves on, uh, as they experience pain or suffering, as life doesn't turn out the way they maybe they wanted it to, they begin to abandon God altogether. These people, at the beginning, they would say they want to be a part of the kingdom of God, but if you search their hearts, really what they want is God to be a part of their kingdom, mm-hmm. manly kingdom. And I love the way Dr. Keller calls it. He says, these guys want blessers, not a savior. They want a sugar daddy, not a king. They want to suffer. They are sufferers in need of solution rather than sinners in need of a savior. Welcome to another segment of Choose One and Only One. We're here on the Living Waters Podcast. We choose one and only one. All right, guys. Fall six feet into a pit full of cacti. Or cactuses. Both it's are, cacti. You got it right. Both are appropriate. They are? Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, get stung. I get the point. Get stung by 30 bees or get locked into a five foot by five foot closet with 10 stinky skunks for 24 hours. <laughs> I'd choose the first. First one. <laughs> Easy. First. Easy question. Wait, you guys are serious. I just, yes, first one. Fall Cactus. six feet into a pit full of cacti mm. versus. <laughs> The 30, 30 bees, 30 bees stung bees by 30 bees or getting locked into The peas are going to... The peas. The peas. Bees, <laughs> the peas, Mark. The peas, Mark. <laughs> 30 peas. Just like getting sheep peas, in your teeth. Peas, Mark. Um, yeah, you're going to get stung by bees. That's poison they put in you, and that's going to itch and swell. But there's poison some cactus. No, these aren't... Yeah. Yeah. say poisonous cactus. Oh, okay. Poisonous cactus. No, you bees. just ate <laughs> that. Why aren't we discussing the... Uh, the skunks. I know. Because I feel like after about 15, 20 minutes, maybe the smell, would you just get used to it? <laughs> so is it, you're, yeah, but it's locked in a closet without a laptop. That's, how long, <laughs> how long for? No, you get your laptop with oh, the skunks. Oh, okay, skunks. <laughs> yeah, I think I might go skunks. As yeah, long as you skunks. can have the laptop in there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because you get used to the smell, I think. Yeah, you're right. Cactus. One really? of my children loves the smell of skunk. Oh, right, there's concerning. a skunk. Oh, there's a skunk behind you, right? There is. Our it's beloved skunk. of Ken Ham. Is that from Ken? Yes. Yeah. Stinky stinketh. So, Easy, what would you choose? I think I'd go for the skunks. Is a fourth one. I think I'd go for the skunks. Three rappers rapping at the same time for two oh. hours in a small room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 his name is Ray, Ray, Ray. Every day, day gets up to pray, pray, pray. <laughs> now nah, I don't get up anymore, Isaiah. I don't like to pray. <laughs> I stay in bed. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Oscar, what would you do? I said skunks. You would do the skunks. I think so. I think I'm hoping I'd get used to that. I, the thing about cactus is I don't like, they have to go in and then they got to come out. So it's like a double suffering. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I appreciate so that. So hang on a minute. I, I, would, I would, if I landed with skunk, he dropped into a six one to skunks. Six what? You, you drop into a closet. You, <laughs> you're in drop. a five foot by five foot closet. There's no dropping. You're just in it. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd just say, Lord, please take the smell of the skunks away. It's like the lion's den. <laughs> but the ten skunks, Ray, one for each command. Oh yeah, <laughs> sounds quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Skunks are man. Skunks are interesting creatures. You guys see what they do? They go on their their front paws, I think, with their tails up in the air. I don't think so. And they go back. Yeah, they go backward toward you. I saw two skunks at Cerritos College about a year ago. The skunk that yeah, stunk. I filmed them. 
They're very fascinating. Did you really? Yeah. They're beautiful. I, I really tried to get a pet skunk. Papi Lepiru. But it's illegal in California. Is it really? You can get them de You can get them de-skunked. Yeah, I need yeah that. and I, would, I was going to get a tract and talk about sin and how it's offensive to God and give it out when I carry a little skunk everywhere. But you're not allowed in California. Interesting. Have, have you guys, an abortion, but you're not allowed a skunk. Have you guys ever been sprayed by a skunk? No, but I, about 20 years ago, I was on my way to go speak at an event, and I saw something in the in the road, and I couldn't swerve from it because there was cars around me. I'm like, I just got to run over this thing, whatever it is. And it was a skunk. It was a dead skunk. It was and already dead? It was already dead. And you smell it in your car instantly. It's amazing. Oh, my you don't even have to run it over to smell forever. it. Yeah. Oh, it like affected your car. <laughs> Ray, I think you accidentally ran over... A person? A cat one time. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most embarrassing <laughs> things I've ever done. You Tell heard that story? It. No. Oh, that's well, in, was, your, was, that's I, in your uh, dumb book, right? It's in a dumb book. I was 18 years old. I was calling Sue, coming back about 10 o'clock at night from their house. I was riding along, driving along in my car in the dark, and I suddenly saw something shoot in front of me. I heard thump, thump. I thought, oh, I've run over a cat. Oh, I better back up and see if it's okay. <laughs> and I backed up and I heard thump, thump, and I panicked and took off and heard thump, thump. Oh, my. Three ah. times ended up with a flat cat. But oh, I just, that I was very sad cat. about it. Yeah. Uh, true story. I no. Hit a, no. I hit a kid with my car, and the dad <gasps> thanked me. What? That's a, was a goat? It's a true story. No, a child. Okay. What? So I was driving down a, a, a residential street. And I was driving really slow down this residential street, and some kid runs out and slams into the back of my car and falls over. And I stop, and I'm like, I'm going to prison for the rest of my life. This is it. Like, I'm done. I get out of the car, and I meet the parents of the kid, and the kid's kind of crying and discombobulated. And the dad was like, thank you so much for driving slow, because people come racing through this street and ultimately, like, you saved his life. I was driving so slow that the kid, like, ran into the back of my car. Oh, you know? so he, he bumped, in, he bumped fast, into he you. Missed you. The dad, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but the dad was really thankful. He was like, man, thank you. If it was anybody else, that could have been really bad. And Any damage to the car? Uh, <laughs> so there was, like, this is kind of gross, but there is, like, skin on my car. Oh. Skin? Uh, skin, yeah. Like, his face, like, oh. hit it and got scraped wow. on the side of my car. Which is kind of gross. Put some makeup on that skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hey, okay. yeah, skunks, man, skunks. They're really bizarre. I think there's times in my neighborhood the smell is so strong. I'm sure someone ran one over. Cause I would imagine, your breath. <laughs> I, would, I would imagine if you run one over, it's like it's going to linger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spray it. Yeah, skunky. But it would be cool to have one, Ray, for a. You think people? You think it'd get a crowd? For oh, open air absolutely! Fishing? I mean, walk along with us. They're, they're so. They're, oh, they're, they've got the uh, leash. The temperament of a kitten or cat. Oh, they do. They're about the same. That's really? What I, that's what I read when I looked into it. I it's hate the same cats. Temper. Yeah, but the cat. You can hold a cat, and people will stroke it, leave stroke it. And that's yeah. what a skunk would do. And it'd be just. I think people would be fascinated by it. We should, cool. we should come out with scratch and sniff skunk tracks. <laughs> we did, didn't we? Skunk yeah, we did. I did have a track that had a skunk on it and said scratch and sniff. This is many, many years Easy. ago. Easy. Uh, that yeah. idea stinks. <laughs> it stunk. It's past. All right, friends. We have a comment. This is from SJWF53. New to listening to you. You guys are amazing. Trying to find the courage to witness to people after a long dry spell. As a new believer 21 years ago, if someone rejected the gospel or didn't want to listen, my confidence went down completely. But finding you guys is encouraging. I have to build my confidence back up after learning. If someone doesn't want to hear you, I shouldn't be offended. But just to keep planting seeds. I just started listening to you this week after I heard Easy was on 
511 News with Joe Schimmel and Chad. I decided to give you a listen. Episode on rebellious children, that woke me up. My kids are not saved, and they are adults. Some of the things Pat said really hit home. Still praying for my kids. Sorry I wrote a chapter. God bless, and Mm. keep up what you're doing. Wow, so encouraging. Mm. Yeah, at NRB, I went on with our good friend Joe Schimmel. How does he talk? I dare not. You you can't I dare do not it. even try. You can't do it. He's got a. He's got such a unique voice. Ben Price does it. Oh, Ben Price. This is Price. Yeah, really good. But it was so refreshing because that guy loves the Lord. Yeah. He just he exudes Christ, and his 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 voice shows it. Yeah. The way he talks. Oh, just passion. Yeah. And uh, just just a dear dear brother. So yeah, I was on there, and they put it up on their YouTube channel, and I think other other uh, avenues. So hey, thank you uh, for joining us. Our new friend. And look, people are still mentioning Pat Nemmers. His impact is uh, Mm. is far and wide. So good stuff. All right, friends, this podcast is brought to you by the Million Dollar Bill Gospel. Is that our most popular track track we've ever sold? Yes. Ever. Over 200 million, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was just to one lady who's trying to reach a husband. (laughs) In Bellflower. Poor lady. Thanks, Sue. Still trying. Mark, you've heard that probably 6,000 times. You still manage a little grunt. Why isn't it one man trying to reach his wife? Courtesy. No, it's the It wasn't courtesy. Just every time I look at you, you make me laugh. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Incessant lifter. Don't forget, friends, the Living Waters mug and the Evidence Study Bible all at livingwaters.com. Ooh, we got more joining in. We got to start harmonizing, guys, with that. I can't harmonize. Harmon. If someone goes into harmony in a church, I can't sing. I get pulled in with them. Harmon who? (laughs) Harmon who? (laughs) All right, friends. Today we're discussing the parable of the sower and what it means. Uh, I say it's actually the soils. It's the soils, not the sower. Is that what you always say, Ray? Probably. (laughs) I don't listen to myself. (laughs) But I can't remember. Yeah, this is a, a very, very popular parable. And popular parable. Popular Ooh. parable. Sermon you series, just, uh, popular parables. You just like the alliteration, so it doesn't matter I what do. it says. I, love I thought it'd be It's a fun. very pertinent and pregnant popular parable. That's pretty. I actually thought it'd be really fun to do like a sermon series called Terrible Parables. <laughs> <laughs> because if you, if you pay close enough attention to the parables, it's convicting towards everybody, the church and the unchurched, the moralist and the antagonist towards moralism. You know, there's 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 something there that just convicts the soul, no matter where you're at in your faith. For that reason, they're terrible parables. Mm. You know, this is one thing I think is easy to forget, or maybe always not talking even. about yourself. Can you get for unbearable, terrible, parables? Unbearable, terrible, shareable, shareable. No, but you know, I think. Sometimes we just forget, like, nothing is within the pages of Scripture on accident, Mm. which means that the divine Son of God knew the exact number of parables that would be in Scripture and the exact parables that would be in Scripture. And He gave us these parables to to give us, you know, insight into truth. And what I love about this one is Jesus gave a commentary on the parable. He actually went on to, to describe it and to open it up the disciples. Ray Comfort! Do you ever think, who did shorthand while he was speaking? <laughs> what tape recorder did they use to get all his words? Because every word he said is relevant and pertinent, mm. and yet no one could write as fast as he was talking, so it had to be inspired by the Holy Spirit to give these scriptures. Yeah. Well, you know, you remember Jesus said to the 
the disciples that the Spirit would bring to remembrance everything that he said and taught. And my words will not pass away. Yeah. And, and I, I was listening to a sermon recently, and, and the speaker was talking about how there are certain revolutionary events in all of our lives that we remember. Sometimes we can't remember what we had for, for breakfast, right, in mm-hmm. a given day. Three but, eggs. But <laughs> unless you're Oscar, right, you at least remember things like where you were. I, I wouldn't remember. I wasn't born. But where you were when J.F. Kennedy was shot. Ray, you probably remember when you first heard the, the news. V- very second, I remember seeing the headline in the paper. also remember when the arm... Um, of one of those um, parking building, those arm things that come down, hit me in the head the other day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. It yeah. left an impression on my forehead, on my mind. It was, it was so dumb. Yeah. For, for, for younger people like myself, uh, where we were when 9-11 happened. Right. That was going to be the second example that, that I was going to use. Ray, we can hear you whisper. I'm sorry. Like I was just saying how when it hit my head the, on Saturday, it was so loud. Strangers <laughs> from 30 feet away yelled out, are you okay? You okay? <laughs> Did we hear what happened? Why? What happened? Well, I, I went and parked in the basement because it was World Surfing Championships. The parking building was packed. And so I'd not been down there before. went up an exit and it put me on the street. And I wanted to use the restroom. So I had to go back into the parking building. And I saw there was an opening where cars go through. So I went through and the arm came down and hit me on the head. <laughs> if I'd been a second earlier, it would have hit me on the top of the head, would have sent me insane. Which Who would have known? That's Who it. Known How would we have known? How would yeah. we have known? But it hit me on the side of the head, so it didn't crack my brain. There's got to be uh, a recording of this. I was like thinking security that. recording. Oh, I, was thinking I, know I, the exact oh, I would pay lots of money to get that. Fifteen on Saturday morning. Yeah. Can we reach out and see if we can get this on video? <laughs> <laughs> Think of how many views it would get on YouTube. I might, <laughs> and a lot of happy atheists. Okay, bring exactly. it down. Bring it down. Ray, I think it is possible that you, of all people that have ever lived, have consumed more milk than anyone. Yeah, in history, because you, you used to, you used to. I, I don't think you do anymore. You used to have three bowls of cereal a day. Hey, listener, have you ever imagined yourself having a box of goodies for you to give away to every friend, loved one, non-believer that crosses your path? Well, now you can get one. That's because Living Waters is giving away 10 free boxes of goodies every single week. That's eight in the USA and two overseas. And this is being made possible by a faithful partner of ours that has given us funds to make these resources available to you for free. Each of these boxes has a hundred dollars. That's right, $100 worth of tracks, books, and even your very own podcast mug. Go to livingwaters.com forward slash podcast, fill out the form, and then listen to the end of the episodes where we will be announcing our winners. Livingwaters.com forward slash podcast. Good luck. I still consume a lot of milk, probably a couple of gallons every few days i think it's raw milk <laughs> warm no, not a cup but no not raw, raw, raw milk raw raw it's not it doesn't, doesn't go past my eyes it goes straight in the mouth not past your eyes <laughs> we used to get delivered uh 16 gallons of milk every week to my house what really? yeah on monday eight gallons on monday and eight gallons on thursday why are you we kidding love milk we grew up me? with milk oh good for i you, love huh? milk too oh, here we bones. go again the land not milk, milk and honey <sighs> listen i got a correction it's not two gallons every few days two gallons a week that's what i go through now two gallons a week yeah Seriously, guys, I, I want to research your brains. The stuff milk. you guys enjoy. Yeah. How can anybody 
enjoy milk unless they're a baby. I had to say it worked. What? The Bible says a land flowing with milk. And honey, flowing. yes. Well, but no, you didn't read the, the original honey. Greek. No, the honey is too sticky. It's no. just a land flowing with milk. No, milk and chocolate. The first thing I did when I got here to the ministry was I put a, a cup of milk in the freezer for about a half an hour. Nice and cold. So why don't you have a nice room temperature, Mark? Do you cold why would I room temperature? Kind of sin. Yeah. Why okay, I I'm, I'm sorry. Milk, I, I don't comprehend it. Milk with cereal, yummy, with sugar and nice things. Milk with, with milk, milk with milk with milk uh, with chocolate syrup or you know hot chocolate. Mm. You're a sweet tooth is the problem. I'm, I'm realizing. Bro, milk is disgusting. No, there's no, no fla- there's easy. So take care good. of your health easy. and drink it's some it's milk. Texture, the it's texture, grass. Well, milk in my tea. Wonderful. You need some milk. Milk by itself. I don't know why you find this it. This is why your I bones are fragile. I don't Seriously. want to know why you don't like it. It's some cow has chewed it and chewed grass, it turned it into milk. What's, a, what's a car? Can. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to if you go to a Spence Malt dinner is... in Sioux City, Iowa, where my family's all from, it's usually just a big pot of stew that's been simmering mm. all day long, that and then they good. just put a big old gallon of milk. Depending on how many people, two yeah. gallons of milk. Okay. You don't drink water. That you is, don't drink soda, yeah, so that is you know, the widest thing. And, and you just <laughs> and you just made it worse by combining milk with food. How in the world can you? That's like drinking coffee while eating. I like food. milk with pizza. Ooh, Wait, why what? You do that? You do that too. Okay, anyway, we got a show to do. You guys just drive me nuts. Speaking of which, the parable of the, the sower. The sower. Yeah, or the soils. It's been called different things. So All how right. Do let, get on, how do we get on to the thing? I have no idea. I'm it's you guys. Now. It's okay. you guys. All right. Uh, Matthew 13. Mm. Uh, I'll read portions and we'll stop uh, beginning in verse 1. On the same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea. Stop. Great. and great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. I mean, how cool is that? If you've been surfing, you know the wisdom of that. If you're out on a surfboard, there's no wind. You can hear surfers talking from two miles Okay, what is it about that? I because heard... there's nothing to, to hold the sound back. But I heard sound travels better on water. It does, because there's not, there's no, there's not, bro- not trees the and things, to rocks to slow it down. It just got, goes. And so... When the crowd packed around Jesus, they would have trampled him to death almost because they wanted to hear what he said. So he just got him out in a boat, and his, his voice was amplified by mm. being on that boat. Yeah. Just such wisdom, obviously, because he created everything. He knew how it worked. Ray, you appreciated uh, acoustics, didn't you, in open-air preaching? You'd always, wherever we go, I'd see you walk around, you do a clap. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, that's a good sound there. Yep, no, yep. no, I was encouraging myself and saying you're a good preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Pat on the back. Yeah, check the acoustics, check the wind, very important. doesn't matter at the beginning if there's a fountain by you, but after 20 minutes, there's a fountain going, yeah. it sound like Niagara Falls after that 20 minutes. So it's really important to get the wind behind you and get good acoustics. What yeah. does the fountain sound like? <laughs> How do you spell that, Ray? T-H-A-T, T-H-A-T, R-A-Y. Then he spoke many things to them in parables. Stop. Saying, What is the purpose of a parable? Why didn't he just speak plainly? Well, he'll tell us things in parables saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside. What do you mean by seed? Seed (laughs) by the wayside. This is what happens when you're on your sixth episode Uh, of the week. And the birds came and devoured them. Some fell in stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. 
But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So, so. (laughs) (laughs) Divine timing. So, so, or get it, Mark? Mark looked confused. I'd explain it to you. Too much milk. (laughs) Too much milk. How do you live with yourself? Uh, How does Rachel live with you? Gloriously. Gloriously. And so, yeah, so Jesus gives a parable. And Mark, you, you gave a, you pose a good question. Verse 10 says, And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak this to them in parables? <laughs> he answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Whoever has to him, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. Let me just camp there for just a second. Guys, that's terrifying, to become dull of hearing, mm-hmm. to, to not be struck with the power of the truth of God's word. That, that's, I mean, that, that's kind of a, a pandemic that's, I think, going on in America today, because people, I think, have become inoculated. Don't you think, Ray? Oh, John 3.16 is tatted on the forehead of almost every unsaved person. They just know mm. it back and forth. Yeah. You know, Jesus died for me. Don't give me that junk. Don't push it down my throat. I've got my life to live. And we have a, a nation that's kind of inoculated because the gospel's been preached without the law to make it make sense. Mm. Yeah, hardness of heart. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a terrifying thing. You just picture all of the people that were around Jesus when he's teaching that it's like an algebra class mm. where all the students are just kind of nodding. Mm. Wow. And, but nobody's understanding what it, the professor is saying, except for maybe just a few. Well, that's kind of like what's happening here, yeah. right? Jesus is speaking in parables, and without a parable, he did not speak to them, it says. How, how crazy is it to hear the word of God, not understand it, and just walk away? Wow. Just not caring, just walking away. And, and then there came a time where he says, oh, look, now you're speaking plainly to us, uh, right? He said, well, it's been granted to you to understand, yeah. for you to know and to hear. Yeah, and you think about the, the judgment of having heard God's word and rejected it. Hmm. You know, that, that's, wow. I mean, people talk today about, oh, I wish I lived in the day of Jesus and I would know for sure. Uh, you're going to heap greater condemnation on yourself if that were the scenario, you know, having heard, having seen. And we've talked about it before, uh, just seeing is not believing. I mean, the Roman soldiers saw that Christ rose again from the dead. That didn't do anything for them, you know? Um, you know, we can go on and on with examples, but uh, I mean, right? They, they knew that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. That didn't change their heart. Now they wanted to kill him. Hmm. You know, they, they watched him heal people, but then they were so concerned about the Sabbath. He violated the Sabbath. Blindness, man, is deep and destructive. I also think there's an aspect here that we, we've talked often on this podcast about the inverted kingdom, the upside down kingdom of Jesus. So if you think about the kingdom of man, it's built by speakers. It's built by people who want to be heard, who are constantly talking, who, you know, the, the politicians, the power brokers, the entrepreneurs, the businessmen that can wax wisely and draw people near them. God's kingdom is being built by hearers, hmm. by listeners, yeah. by ones that slow down and humbly learn at the feet of their Savior. Oh, that's good, Oscar. Hmm. All right, so 
Jesus gives now the interpretation. I mean, before that, in verse 16, he said, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Wow. That doesn't make sense if you think Jesus was just a great teacher. Yeah. You think, what, what is he saying? Mm. Blessed are you because you're looking at me. Wow. Yeah. You know, he's either the ultimate egotist or he's God in human form with a lowly heart, as Jesus said of himself. Mm. Wow. It's thrilling when you understand who Jesus is and what he said. Yeah. Boy, it shows you what side of history you're on when you're listening to the parables of Jesus and you're not understanding them. Mm. You're on the side of judgment. Wow. Right? And if you are understanding them, you're on the side of mercy and grace. Yeah. And now hindsight, right? Obviously 50-50, but can you imagine being in that position and then hearing that, maybe understanding that and being the disciples and going, to us it's been granted. Well, then where does that leave them? No. Into a place of judgment. Mm. Terrifying to see Jesus say that and the inference that is made concerning that. It's horrifying. And, you know, I, I don't know what, what made me do it yesterday, but the family and I were, were talking about just drunkenness and stuff and how it affects people. And for some reason, Richard Nixon came to mind, and years ago I had listened to some of the tapes. I mean, he taped himself, mm. and boy, that, that was his undoing, right? Because so much incriminating evidence came out. But I went on to, you know, to just listen to something of his, and, and it said something about Nixon talking on the phone drunk or whatever. But, but he, he just blasphemed. It, it was crazy. I had to shut it off. But he started out by saying, to the guy he was talking to, did you like the God bless America part? Because he said, God, like real mm-hmm. sincerely, God bless America. And he goes, oh, sir, that was so warm and so good. And I'm thinking, listen to this yes man right here, mm-hmm. you know, just going for it. And then, he, and then he goes, I really meant it. I believe it with my whole heart. And then not like a sentence or two later, he fully blasphemes God. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, I shut it off. And I went to something with, with, uh, with the JFK. I'm sorry, he's York. Your Nixon was really good. I'm not a crock. That's actually really good. <laughs> really? Shaking oh, your I'm, face and I everything. feel prideful now. Yeah. You look just uh, like him. <laughs> I mean, his current state. <laughs> <laughs> Decaying. Yeah. So, but, but, um, but then I went on to um, listen to JFK, and I, I regret it because he, he blasphemed Jesus. Yeah. Like, like his name meant nothing. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, man, is there is that there was not, JFK? JFK, oh, blast, wow. like, yeah, just Catholic, what, what, right? Yeah, what was the tape that you were listening to of that? It, it, was, it was just his recording. Rap song. It was phone recordings. Again, same thing. Oh, phone recordings? Phone recordings, yeah, yeah. So, so private, right? Wow. I mean, they're not going to do it in public like that. But again, I was just thinking, man, that, that, that terrifying day when you stand in mm. front of God and give account for every time you threw his name around like it was felt. Like Look how quickly nothing. he went into eternity. Oh, just, how often do we see that when we're witnessing or talking to someone and we see them, we hear them use God's name in vain? I don't know about you guys, but at that very moment, I think of the weight of that. They have no idea that they are storing up the wrath of God that will be revealed on the day of judgment. Mm. And I think of this very encounter is going to be on that day. Wow. 
you know, there's not a lot of things where we can say that that it's like that, that yeah. we encounter, that we see, because obviously we don't watch stuff that we shouldn't be watching. But those sort of the blasphemy, it slips in as, yeah. out and about as we travel around, as we witness, yeah. as we share and, and just interact with people. And I go, oh, boy. Boy, yeah. so good to challenge someone to say, why is it there's only one name throughout history that's been used as a cuss word? Mm. Not Mother Teresa, not Mahatma Gandhi, yeah. not Rasputin, Napoleon. Mark Spence. Sorry, I just yeah. stubbed my toe. Or Hitler. Nobody. <laughs> only Jesus Christ. And ask a non-Christian, why? Yeah. Why is Jesus Christ's name used so often internationally, not mm. just in our nation, but throughout the whole world? And Jesus told us, John 7, 7, the world hates me yeah. because I testify of its deeds that they're evil. You know, you know what? Blasphemy, especially of the name of Christ, I think testifies to me more than anything. It's the demonic nature of it, because you think about how there are so many things people won't say because of like superstition. Oh, don't say that, you know, you're gonna have bad luck or whatever. But but they're not even superstitious enough to say, oh, I'm not gonna use the name of God or Jesus because who, know, who knows, you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's so demonically infused. And, and there's some people that do it with such gusto, like, you know, and they say the name of the living son of God. Yeah. It's terrifying. So Jesus gives the definition. Did I, did I read it yet? Oh, no, I haven't. Okay, yeah. verse 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received seed on stony places, this is he who hears a word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles." Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. So there we have it. Oscar, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, we have, we have three different kinds of quote unquote Christians here. Uh, we've got the conceptual Christian, the cosmetic Christian, and the careless Christian. The conceptual Christian to start, uh, maybe we can start there and we can go through all three, all three of these individually. The conceptual Christian likes Christianity in theory, but they have not had a personal, powerful, transformational experience with the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, it has not affected them personally. During COVID, when we started meeting as a church, uh, we opened up a little early we noticed a trend that there were some new people coming, but these new people were coming into our church personally. What we noticed is that they wanted us to spiritualize their political opinions. They liked the moral version of Christianity. They wanted to give money, but they ultimately just wanted to spiritualize like their moralism and their political positions. But when you dug in a little bit, you realize that there was no personal conviction. It was like every time we preached about sin, it was like, oh man, this Bible really knows the sin of those people. Mm. But they never walked away on a Sunday going, man, thank you for pointing me to Christ. I needed self, I, I needed grace in my life today. Mm. And so there's, there's the conceptual Christian, the person that likes the idea of Christianity, the way it brings moralism and order to the world, but they have not had a personal, personal experience, a transformational experience with the blood of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's true. And you know, I'm thinking back, Mark, to all the people that we knew back in the day when we were, you know, pastoring, but even before that in the backyard days when we had that Bible study. 
And so many seemed so sincere, so legitimate. I mean, I would have almost bet my life on them being genuine believers. And then it ends up being evident that they fall in line with what Oscar just shared. Yeah, I remember listening to one of those friends uh, teach on John 17 several years ago when he was even in high school. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, what an amazing teaching this is. Yeah. And funny enough, I was on his uh, website yesterday, and he is trying to give advice on how to be sexually intimate uh, with your spouse. And he has an open relationship uh, where they are allowed to do whatever they mm. want to do. And he talks about dating porn about stars. Uh, yes. Yeah. And this person actually became a pastor mm. at, um, at, uh, at one point. And he, at not he, my church. <laughs> and he had uh, walked away from that. Yeah. And I remember just looking, looking at his website thinking, what happened to yeah. you? Yeah. What happened to you? And I was just overwhelmed with emotion as I was looking at this pompous individual who has no regard for anyone or anything other besides himself. Mm. Person after person yeah. after person has just fallen away. Yeah. And and it seems like those who once professed Christ and then go back to the world, it seems like they're a hundred times worse than they were before. It's almost like they're trying to make up for lost time or something, you know? Yeah, and that sort of brings us to the second one, which is the cosmetic Christian. Because there are some people, uh, and again, I'm using that word Christian loosely because they're, you know, it, it appears that they're not actually believers. It seems like they receive Christ with joy at the very beginning. Like it seems like they have a personal revelatory moment with the blood of Christ. But as life moves on, uh, as they experience pain or suffering, as life doesn't turn out the way they maybe they wanted it to, they begin to abandon God altogether. These people, at the beginning, they would say they want to be a part of the kingdom of God, but if you search their hearts, really what they want is God to be a part of their kingdom, mm -hmm. manly kingdom. And I love the way Dr. Keller calls it. He says, these guys want blessers, not a savior. They want a sugar daddy, not a king. They want to suffer. They are sufferers in need of solution rather than sinners in need of a savior. Wow. Wow. That's, that's good. So Ray, you, you've done some teachings on this parable and I believe... Good job, Ray. Yeah. I believe... You. Congratulations. You, yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Oh, good guy. Oh, good man, I like. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> this TV show, I really want to You know what? When we go to the Paris Olympics, I want to look for that guy. Yeah. I bet he's still out there. He's still out there That's doing That's from our television program, season four. Yeah, yeah. Those of you who've heard the podcast for any amount of time, you've heard us talk about Alan. Yes, my name is Alan. Mm. This TV show, I really want to <laughs> So, Ray, uh, give us some insight. Yeah, the the, um, the key to the parable of the sower is what Jesus said to his disciples when they didn't understand the parable of the sower. He says in verse 13 of one of the instances, I can't maybe Mark 4, I think, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? In other words, the parable of the sower, which talks about true and false conversion, is the key to unlock the mystery of all the other parables, the wheat and the tears, true and false, the foolish virgins and the wise, true and false. The sheep and the goats, true and false. The good fish and the bad fish, true and false. Those who will be cast out on the day of judgment, who will continue to be workers of iniquity, Jesus will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. And that's why it's so important to use the law to bring the knowledge of sin. Because if you look at the virtue of the good soil hearer, the genuine convert, 
as he that receives the seed in a good and honest heart. doesn't say that he's good. He receives it in a good and honest heart. In other words, he's honest about his own sinfulness. And that's why I continually say to people when I witness to them, do you understand, is this making sense? Because mm-hmm. I want to know if it's making sense to see if they're receiving it in a good and honest heart. They're the ones that receive the word and bring forth fruit, some 60, some 40, some 100-fold. The wayside hearer is he receives the seed, but because he doesn't value it, he lets the devil take it away. Mm. There's no understanding, which is what the law brings. By the law is the knowledge of sin. Paul said, I have not known sin but by the law. Scripture says the law is a schoolmaster. What does a schoolmaster do? It teaches. It brings knowledge. A schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. So it's so essential to open up the law as as Jesus did and expand. Bound the spiritual nature of the law. Lust is adultery. Hatred is murder. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. To bring the knowledge of sin so that the sinner will understand the cross and value the word that's spoken to him, but not let, it, not let the devil take it away. The stony ground hearer is he that receives the seed and it goes in, but because it's stony ground in a time of tribulation, temptation, and persecution, when the sun comes out, it withers and dies. And that's the only way to tell if someone's a genuine convert. It's time. Mm. Just let them come under tribulation, temptation, persecution. Let them go into a lion's den. Will their fists get to the heavens or will they get to their knees? Mm. That's the difference between true and false. Then there's the thorny ground hearer who receives the word, but the love of money and riches and the cares of other things overtake him and choke the word. Why? Because he doesn't value it. He hasn't understood the value of what we have in Christ. We don't have a religion. We have the very source of life living within us. We've conquered death. And so I couldn't care less about riches compared to what I have in Christ. And so I value Jesus and I'm going to hold on to him right through into eternity. That's good. Yeah. You know, you, you think through all of those and you can first identify with having temptations in the past in connection with those, you know, as believers, we all have. I mean, Christ was tempted to worship Satan, (laughs) you know, he was tempted to test God. And so, you know, it's important for us to remember that we can identify, but, but Ray, I like what you said, right? We all face tribulation, but which direction are you going to go? And that's going to be determined by whether or not you're really regenerated, whether or not you really are that good soil hearer who, who's been transformed and converted, it transforms everything. And we don't go from one hero to the other. You're either one of the heroes or you're not. If you're a good soil yep. hero, you're going to hold. You're going to bring forth fruit. Jesus sent his lambs among wolves. Mm. Why? Mm. Because if they were good soil, they're going to stay. He said, whoever puts his hand to the plow and looks back isn't fit for the kingdom. The word fit in the Greek is eutheto, which means ready for use. The soil has been turned by the, sh- by the spade of God's law to receive the seed that's going to bring forth fruit. So, mm. so important to make sure those who hear the gospel understand what you're talking about. Otherwise, it's going to just bounce off them. Yeah. Mark, before Oscar hits us with that third C, th- the doctrine of eternal security because I know there's some listening to us now and, and there's that, that terror. Oh no, what if I'm, what if I'm one of those, you know, those hearers that, that fell on, on uh, any soil besides a good soil? And there is a place where we need to examine ourselves to see if we're Yeah, in the well, listen, by virtue of the fact that you're concerned is a, is a great place to be. You know, when Jesus said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. He couldn't actually say that if at one point he actually knew you, right? Mm. He's not schizophrenic right. in the midst of that. 
uh, he who Jesus saves, he saves to the uttermost and the guttermost, as one person had said. If salvation belongs to him, well, then it belongs to him, and we're going to be kept in him. Uh, I like the way Ray says it, right? It's not uh, once saved, always saved, but it's if saved, always saved. You yeah. know, are you saved? Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith, and it's better to examine yourself now than on the day of judgment. When you do hear those fearful words, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. Yeah. So yeah, the, the importance of knowing who we are in Him uh, brings a sense of security, but it also leads to eternal security. Yeah, Amen. Yeah, and and I want to encourage those listening now who do have a fear of God. You do believe the gospel. You have seen transformation in your life. You are broken over your sin. You do cry out to God uh, for forgiveness. I, I want to encourage you to hold on to the fact that He holds on to you. Mm that no one will snatch you out of his hand. Nothing will separate you from his love. He has sealed you with the Holy Spirit of promise. And so there is a place for examining, but there has to come a place once you've discovered, wait, I do fear God, I do love God. It's his doing, and then you need to rest in him, right? Yeah, I think it's important and consoling to examine who it was that Jesus was saying, depart from me. He said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. That's those who work lawlessness. Also you who practice lawlessness. Yeah, practice lawlessness. So if you call yourself a Christian, but you are violating that law, you're committing adultery, you're lying and stealing and blaspheming, you really need to get before the Lord and say, I I need you to create a clean heart in me. Hmm. Because, And if you're a Christian that stays away from sin, then you, you can take total assurance of your salvation. God is faithful. He's able to keep you from falling and present you faultly, present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. No one will pluck you out of his hand, as easy said. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that third one, uh, Ray, you alluded to it, which is the careless Christian. I call it careless because they have a divided heart. They think they're they're following the kingdom Killer of God. Sinner would probably be better. I like sinner, okay. Yeah. Uh, I knew you were going to say something like that. Uh, <laughs> They, they have a divided heart. Their loyalty is split between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of man. They are always anxious and worried because, yeah, they want to worship God, but they also worship their financial security. Mm. Yeah, they want to worship God, but they also worship their moral superiority. Yeah, they want to worship God, but they also worship their own reputation. And the reality about God is that he does not share his throne. You cannot be a dual citizen in God's kingdom. You are either bowing to God, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, or you're bowing to man. Mm -hmm. There's no which way about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and again, uh, this was not communicated haphazardly. It wasn't communicated whimsically. This was communicated purposefully by Jesus, and he explained it. It's it's one of the few parables that he actually opened up. Isn't that neat to have the, the correct interpretation? Oh, it's not. The, the best commentary in the yes. world <laughs> by God himself. Yeah. It, it's just wonderful, friends. And, and this should give us understanding as we observe things that at times can be confusing to us. Wait, why is, why is this guy responding this way now? I mean, he seemed to be so on fire for the Lord and he seemed to love God. What's going on? No, I mean, Christ is, is making it clear, and, and this isn't, you know, something that should surprise Christians. I mean, Jesus talked about the wheat, the wheat and the tares, the, 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 you know, the fish. The, I mean, he gave different parables on this, and Ray, you said there's that key of understanding of true and false conversion. Yeah. And so, so it's important for us to, 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 to understand that and then to recognize that, friends, salvation is of the Lord. We have to, we have to grasp that. And we have to know and understand that God saves, 
And if you are looking to your different mechanisms as the source for people coming to Christ, that's a scary place to be. We have to have that yearning in our heart to see people saved. But if we get confused and thinking, man, if I, if I just get this right analogy, if I, if I preach with enough passion, if I find this person at the right time, then they're going to get saved. Hey, God can orchestrate through that. Yeah, he could give you the right tone. He can give you the right words. He could give you the right illustration, the right scripture to heart and mind, but it's him who saves. Seriously, guys, isn't that, isn't that so refreshing to know that he's not only just the author, but also the finisher, the finisher. of our faith? It means Amen. you can relax in your evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. Salvation is of the Lord. And, and I think people sense that, right? If you're, if you're like trying to close a deal and trying to, you know, I got to do this versus, hey, I'm at peace. You know, I went out with, with, with a guy not long ago that, that I interviewed on our YouTube channel. And it was such a joy to sit there with him and just be totally at peace. And to be able to say to him, uh, I'm not here to earn my salvation. You know that. I'm not being paid to sit here with you right now. I'm not trying to earn God's favor. All that is sealed and done for me. Good. I love you. So good. <laughs> and I'm here to be a conduit through which God works to divinely reach you. It is freeing. And let me say this to anybody who's listening to this and realize that maybe you're one of these seeds that are falling on rocky ground that are being choked out by weeds and you're afraid. You're afraid to, to give up on your earthly kingdom endeavors, uh, I would point you to Matthew 16, verse 24 to 26, which Jesus says, if anyone wants to come with me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. And here it is, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will find it. Hmm. The Lord is inviting you into a place of repentance in which you give up your life to get your life. And the promise, the power of being able to do that comes when we realize that it's Jesus himself that gives his life up first mm. so that we could have a life. Amen. Great word, Oscar. All right, friends, there you have it. You got the parable, you got the interpretation, and you got our insanity all <laughs> rolled, rolled up into one. in one glorious bundle. Friends, don't forget the million dollar bill gospel tract. A couple hundred million have gone out. Get them, give them. And don't forget the Living Waters mug, the Evidence Study Bible, all at livingwaters.com. <laughs> that was great, Ray. Thank you, friends. And don't forget, podcast at livingwaters.com with your thoughts and comments and insights. And remember to give us your comments and your rating wherever and whatever and whoever. And I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, friends. We'll see you here next time on the Living Waters podcast. The ultimate cure for insomnia. It's the first time you got it right. <laughs> oh, and... <laughs> chicken dinner. I have no idea where that ridiculous saying came from, but friends, we do have winners. Winners for the podcast giveaway. That is the Living Waters podcast. We have Angela from Yucca Valley, California. Yvonne from Crestline. 
California, Brooke from Clayton, North Carolina, Andrea from Anderson, Indiana, Elias from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Becca from Lincoln University, Pennsylvania, Lowell from Yakima, Washington, Don from Charleston, Illinois, John from Ford, Australia, Good on you, Mike. And Dave from Will and Lane, United Kingdom. Congrats.